Hey everyone, welcome to The Roadmap, Benzinga's new NFT show. We got a great show today. We've had some great teams on past episodes of The Roadmap. We've had the Vogu Collective, Robotos, the Doge Pound, Oni Force, Crypto Dads, and the team behind Blue. We also did our first NFT giveaway, something we definitely want to keep doing in the future. We've got a great show today. We're going to talk to the team behind Dizzy Dragons, one of the fan favorites out there. We're going to hear all about their upcoming Roadmap 2.0 and hear more about the creation of that project. We're also going to talk about some upcoming drops and some big projects. And later on on the show, maybe even get into some Halloween NFTs that people may want to take a look at. Without further ado, guys, this is The Roadmap. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. All right, guys. Yeah, as I said, this is The Roadmap, Benzinga's new NFT show. We've been going for several weeks now, and I mean, we've already had some huge interviews, some great teams behind some of the biggest NFT projects out there, and we've got a great one coming up in a little bit. First, I want to bring on my co-host, Maz. Maz, what's going on, buddy? How are you doing today? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Chris? I'm doing great, man. It's a great episode today. I'm excited to see the Dizzy Dragons fam. Uh, how are you feeling today? Feeling great. I mean, yeah, the, the Dizzy Dragon fans are in full force in the chat right now, so shout out to them. We're, we're going to have a great show. I know everyone is here for that interview. But before we get into that, we do have a couple news items to highlight real quick. Maz, we, we've talked a lot about crypto dads. We had the team on the show. And one of the big questions, right, was when moms, because they said from the very start that every wallet that owns a crypto dad is also going to be able to mint a crypto mom. Well, we don't have a definitive date for the Crypto Mom launch, but we do have a date for the snapshot. So on October 15th, it will be the date where everyone will need to own a Crypto Dad in order to be able to mint the Crypto Mom. We have a floor price right now of 0.95 on Crypto Dads. That's down a little bit. This one has you know, done quite well, Maz. As we've said before, of holding over the one ETH floor, what do you think? Today's the seventh. We got about a week before the snapshot. Where do you think uh, we could potentially head with this floor price? Yeah, I mean, this this uh, they remind me very similar to the Doge Pound, right? So we saw a big run up to the um, pups, and then we saw a slight decline. So I could see something very similar happening to this. Uh, but Crypto Dads, man, the project, the community as a whole is such a good long-term hold, in my opinion. They've done it right from the beginning. Uh, so I'm curious to see how this plays out. Yeah, definitely. And you know we will be following that. I still own a couple uh, Crypto Dads, so I'm definitely excited about that as well. Um, but definitely a, a big catalyst coming, and we'll see if that floor price goes up along with it. Maz, Absolutely. I heard recently about CryptoZillas. What can you tell me and viewers about CryptoZillas? Yeah, so we're starting to notice a trend. There's a lot of abandoned projects that came out, you know, six, seven months ago that are being revived with the new roadmap. CryptoZilla is one of those. Uh, they were discovered, I don't know. I mean, they launched, you know, six months ago or so, but they were rediscovered again, you know, this week, last week. And they've been pumping, man. Uh, they've they've been pumping very fast. Um, yeah, let's look at them here. So they have a one ETH floor price, uh, and the community's revived. You know, the Discord's popping again. The Twitter is active. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens to this project, considering the fact that it's somewhat historic with the timeline that they launched at. So I think they launched before uh, the Kongs and before uh, another project. I don't remember the name, but they're they're, they're they've they've been around for a while. Maz, what were these at uh, when people started finding them? Do you know? Uh, they're around point. Well, when I saw them, they're around point two zero ish. But they were they were lower than that for a while. So there was like no transit. There's no movement for a good minute. And, and I know we saw Beanie buy some, and we're also seeing some other big names get in. So I mean, that one ETH floor. Uh, I, I mean, I know they've traded higher than that recently too. So definitely, there's that Beanie tweet right there. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, people are finding these older projects, and I, I'm interested to see if a lot of them come back to life. 
Um, you know, and if that, uh, you know, floor price can sustain with some future events, or if, you know, this is a one-time event of finding some of these older projects. Exactly. And I saw someone talk about it today. You know, if they abandon, it's, it's, you still want to do your own research and take, you know, proceed with caution. If the project was abandoned once, you know, you just want to be, make sure that the team is really fully and dedicated to making this project, you know, relaunching is not an easy task. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And hopefully it's not just a fad that just goes away in a week, you know, because that tends to be the trend here in the NFT world. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Maz, I, I know a mint that I'm excited for. We have 2545, which is doing its pre-mint today. Um, it actually started yesterday. And, and then they'll be doing their public mint, I believe, starts later tonight. Um, if we take a look at some of this artwork, I mean, again, this is a, you know, a more art-based PFP. It's not a cute animal. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, a project to look at. So some of the stats here, this is going to be 0 0.075 to mint. There's a limit of three in the pre-sale and then 10 in the public sale. And, and they're going to have 18 one-of-ones in this collection, um, you know, this is an interesting one. I, I am a fan of the artwork. I'm excited to get in on this pre-sale. And this will be a project that uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk about in the next week uh, as they get unveiled. And we see if, you know, that floor price of 0.2 and the, the secondary sales can heat up. Yeah, exactly. I, I do like the art, um, you know, so I'm interested to see what happens when they launch in the next day or so. So we'll keep an eye on that for sure. But in other news, the most hyped drop of the year, it seems like, at least since I've been in the NFT world, Mechaverse. Um, the Mechaverse lottery announcement is going to be today at 5 p.m. Eastern time. First of all, Chris, did you sign up for the lottery? I sure did. I mean, I had that alarm set on my phone. I, I was ready to go at 5 o'clock. Uh, I'm hoping, right? I don't have high hopes because there was a lot of people that signed up for this. There were a lot of people that were using, you know, multiple wallets, multiple discords, multiple accounts. You know, I, I stuck to one and I just, I, I'm hoping for the best. But uh, yeah, 5 p.m. Eastern time, the, the, you know, the lottery winners are going to be announced. And then what do we get after that, Maz? How long yeah, do so we have to to mint and get involved here? Yeah, so once they announce the winners, you're going to have six hours to mint. Uh, the minting will take place on their website, and it's 0.2 ETH each. Um, and then the people who won the raffle either get one or two to mint. There's 8,888 pieces total, and then the reveal will be on October 10th. So it's interesting this week leading up to it, we saw a lot of people liquidate or you know uh, send ETH to different wallets to try to uh, get into this lottery and just, you know, get better odds. So we're, I'm curious to see what happens after uh, they announced today, you know, the people that made it, what happens to everybody else? You know, do we just forget about it? Uh, is there going to be aftermarket sales uh, for, you know, the pre-reveal? So it's going to be interesting to watch this uh, big hyped event. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens with gas, right? Because I think one yeah. of the big things with them doing the lottery is that they avoid a gas war. But Maz, I mean, 5 p.m. they're going to announce the winners. The winners are going to have six hours to mint. Six hours, I, I mean, that sounds like a lot of time, but it's really not a ton of time considering people are in different time zones. You yeah. know, people are working or sleeping. I mean, they got complaints yesterday about their, their lottery not being open for long enough to cater to certain time zones. So I could see gas spiking right away when these things are able to mint because let's face it. There's going to be a lot of people that want to mint these and flip them right away. I mean, I'm seeing ramblings of people willing to pay, you know, two, three ETH right off the back, um, you know, to get one of these if they're not in the lotto. So uh, I, I don't know. And also, yeah, we got Young Investor in the in the house. Shout out Young mm -hmm. Investor. Uh, lots of people selling to buy into Mecca. That's the other thing, Maz, I'm excited to see is what happens tomorrow. Are we going to see a huge run? on some of these projects, right? As people have the ETH then to start getting back into stuff. Cause a lot of people are keeping ETH in their wallet, you know, in case they get into the Mecca lottery or to buy them on the secondary market. What do you think? Yeah, exactly. I'm curious to see what happens a week or two uh, now from now to the Mechaverse, right? Were they able to build a community or is everyone just buying to make profit? You know, if you get it, are you selling it right away just to make a quick profit and you move on? Or were they able to build a community throughout all this hype? Because they have a lot of followers. I think uh, Young Investors said they have more followers in the Board Ape Yacht Club 
Um, I mean, their Discord's what, 250,000 members? Yeah, it's over 250,000 now in Discord. And obviously, we don't know how many of those are real and how many are bots. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's a huge number and a huge community. So again, fingers crossed for the lottery, Maz, for for me, for you, and for anyone out there (laughs) watching. Um, I wish everyone the best. Um, but I'm hoping to snag two of those and Maz will definitely be talking about this on future episodes. Exactly. So let's get into the main entree of the episode today. We have the Dizzy Dragons joining us today, right? We do. So yeah, I mean, I, I know there's a ton of fans out there in the chat. Again, shout out to all the dragons watching. And you also showed up for one of our past episodes when we talked about Dizzy Dragons. So there are there is some demand for this project, Maz, and that's what we love, right, is loyal communities, engaged NFTs, ones that stay relevant, you know, past that first couple days, right? And this is one that definitely has done that. So without further ado, guys, I'm going to bring on the team behind Dizzy Dragons. We have Ben Jammin, and we also have Rob joining us from Dizzy Dragons. Hey, guys, what's going on? What's up, guys? Hey, thanks for having us. Of course. All right. Well, let's dive in. You know, first, I want to get some of the history here. So uh, you guys minted this project uh, back in, was it July 31st? Yeah. So July? Uh, August August 1st. August 1st. Okay. So they have a date of July 31st must be uh, on on the chain there. Um, so the project was 7,500 available. Now there's 5,618 because of the fusion. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, but let's dive in, you know, before we get into dragon. So, uh, I'll start with Ben, give us a little bit of history for yourself in the NFT world before you got into Dizzy Dragons. Yeah, sure. So, um, I discovered NFTs in 2017 with CryptoKitties. I bought, sold, and breeded a bred a little bit back then. Um, just you know, while I was buying and selling Bitcoin and ETH, I discovered it. And I didn't really understand the full mechanics and utility of it until earlier this year when I discovered Top Shot. And so after finding my way into Top Shot and then getting into Zed Run with Digital Horses and Bored Apes and all these different fun projects, I ended up going full-time um, with NFTs in April. And then um, my partner here uh, rob with me uh we're we're real life best friends and we decided to you know do a project together since uh, we had been working in the space for a while um it's just something that we always wanted to do and being able to do this together uh, on something that people like and you know because it's nerve-wracking but um to do this about something people like and support us with it's, it's been really special awesome and rob uh, same question to you. How did you get started with NFTs and what was that experience like before Dizzy Dragons? I think you're muted, Steve, you're Rob. Mute. There we go. Beautiful. Thank you. Awesome. Sorry about that. Uh, so the man next to me is uh, the reason I, I got introduced to the space. Um, I honestly don't even think I like caught wind of it. It was uh, it was probably back in February, um, something like that. Uh, and yeah, it it was still like, you know, fairly new on like the public, uh, level. And, uh, he had introduced it to to me because he knew I was doing a lot of pixel art, uh, which is something I've been doing now for a little over like three, four years, something like that. Um, and my background's in filmmaking and I kind of transitioned into pixel art as a way to kind of tell bigger stories and make movies that I wouldn't afford to make otherwise. And, uh, and then it kind of stemmed out into a lot of pixel art and, uh, and, and projects from there. Um, so he, he reached out just knowing that I did that. And like that, you know, there was a lot of success in pixel art in the NFT space. And I mean, the second I kind of, you know, dug in, I was just like, yeah, I, I, I dig what's going on here. Um, my, like <clears throat> my background just as a, you know, like a, a geek collector, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um, is like I, I grew up collecting Pokemon cards and Magic cards, and I'm just I still to this day collect all of these things. Um, so like the collector side was was something that I was always very excited about, and and instantly kind of jumped onto. Um, and I I, I mentioned that because I know that's kind of uh I don't know I feel like something that it's it's hard to resonate with uh with people that aren't familiar with the space. Um, but that was something that I instantly latched onto. Um, and in, in between just making pixel art and really kind of loving that idea of, uh, of, you know, making art and making something that 
is is you know viewed and respected on this like really um this high level that you know is provided by the blockchain and kind of what this whole nft space provides um i just you know started running um so ben actually helped me uh do pretty much everything like get my my first wallet set up uh mint my first nft like pretty much held my hand through it uh and um then we kind of separated for a little bit did our own things uh and uh and then we uh, the whole time we're talking and just like trying to figure out a way to get together and a project to take our our powers and combine them um and it was you know finally dizzy dragons that we were able to do that awesome ben uh we just heard from rob you know a little bit about the creation of the dragons uh, i want to hear from your side of things so you know you guys were friends you had seen, you know, his artwork, the pixels, um, you know, but what led to, you know, dragons being the character and how did this concept come to be from, from your end? Sure. Well, first of all, Rob doesn't give himself enough credit because he's not just a filmmaker. He's not just a pixel artist, but he's also an awesome animator and makes music videos as well. So he did a nice. whole Star Wars series of animations with voice actors at you know the whole the whole deal uh rob uh void the dragon run what's the full name uh yeah it's a youtube series it's a it's a fan film star wars uh thing called han solo the dragon void run uh yeah thanks gonna have to look that up that sounds awesome it's awesome it's awesome so um part of that was another reason i wanted to work with rob because um i'm always looking for new things in this industry and profile pictures are great but we also wanted to have more in our back pocket, um, at least skill set wise, to be able to do more when the time came, right? So, um, you know, animations is something that's near and dear to Rob's heart generally, um, and something that, you know, we, if you look at our um, landing page, we did animations, we did animations all over the website and stuff. Uh, so, we, we're, we're really excited to do those kind of things. Yeah, if you enter there, you'll see. And uh, Rob really, you know, came up with the idea of dragons. Um, it's something that, you know, was, in his mind creatively, he had been drawing these um, kind of sprite smaller models. And um, I graciously requested that he turn them into more um, profile picture style. And so that's what we ended up with here. We also added the fusion utility, which is being able to take two dragons, merge them into one, keep the traits you want, and then randomize the rest. And then that actually burns a dragon every time you do it. So we wanted to add um, cool art, cool utility, build a community around it, and then also have stuff in our back pocket so we can continue to under-promise and over-deliver, which uh, I'm almost regretting with the current state of the, the NFT market right now, where <laughs> I think I should over-promise and under-deliver. But no, Rob, Rob hates that. But um, we're, we're just really excited to be a part of this space and, and have a community that likes the material as much as we liked to make it. And so um, Rob was, you know, it, it was a creative process for him that led to the creation of the dragons. Um, I introduced the utility aspect of it with the fusions. Um, Rob actually named the fusions because of Dragon Ball Z. Um, you know, I, he gets full credit for that. And um, it's just been a, it's been a fantastic ride. And, and I appreciate you guys having us here able to talk about it. Love that. Ben, can you tell us a little bit more about the process that led to you guys deciding to do Fusion for uh, Dizzy Dragons? Yeah, sure. Um, I have a criteria that I look for when I invest in NFT projects. And for me, um, it starts with the art and we had the art, but also there's always utility um, that I'm looking at as a bonus. And I, at, it was at the time where I wanted to just add utility because I thought that even though we, li- we love the art and people would appreciate the art, um, the question at the time throughout the space was, well, what do I get with it? What else? What comes with it? And so we wanted to add something unique and fun, um, deflationary that would decrease the supply, but also for a limited time. So the fusion lasted for a month. We didn't want that to last forever. We wanted to, we wanted it to be a part of our process, but we wanted it to be, you know, a, a chapter in our story. And so people loved the fusion. We got great reviews from that. But we have more stuff coming and we're really excited about you know what else we're going to be putting out and how we're going to be able to grow and develop this with the, the help of our community. Love that. Was it easy to do the fusion? How was the whole process as far as, you know, from a back end perspective? Well, from the back end perspective, uh, we have to give the credit to our developers. So 
Um, Treasure Seeker, who is a, a well-known developer in the industry. He has his own project now called Roaring Leaders. And um, Matt Stobro helped us with the randomization of it. But when it comes to the planning and the design, most of that was done before we had spoke with the devs about it. But they were able to take our vision and really implement it in a way that we were super happy with. And Rob created the design for it. So if you look at the UI of the page itself, Rob created that all in pixels. Nice. And then our developers implemented it and made sure that we were able to test. It worked correctly. That um, one of the main things that we put in was a dependency that if there was a dragon already fused, you couldn't create that same dragon. And so yeah. that was something that you know we had to test and make sure that there would be no duplicates and errors and things like that. So um, you know, I, I can take credit for for coming up with the initial idea, but the implementation, the design, and all of that was my team. And and we have a team that I'm really proud of and, and put together something that a lot of people ended up enjoying. Love that, man. Yeah, because it's not easy doing that. So to, for you guys to do it so well, it's awesome to see. Uh, so me and Chris like to ask every guest on our show this question coming up. Uh, what are some of your guys' favorite traits from the Dizzy Dragons? We're always curious to hear, you know, from your guys' perspective. Let's start with you, Rob. What are some of your uh, favorite traits from the project? Oh, man, so many. Um, I'd say one that's always fun to me, uh, is the, the dizzy Christmas sweater. Uh, I just kind of liked that idea of kind of like an ugly Christmas sweater. And I was able to get the whole word dizzy across <laughs> in there. So I was super excited about that. Um, and, and then, I mean, I'm a sucker for the knight armor also that, that is what my dragon has. So like that just has a special place in my heart and. I'm just like a lifelong fantasy geek and medieval geek and just like the, there was no way this collection or any collection I would have ever made would happen without a knight armor. So I have to, uh, I have to shout that out. Nice. What about you, Ben? Well, for, I have to preface this first by saying that we made a lot of traits in this collection that are entirely unique to just our project. So Rob was very careful about a lot of the decisions he made with the traits. And of course, there are some that you'll see and they're common throughout the industry, but there's a lot that you'll see that won't show up anywhere. And so the first one, uh, there's two that I'm going to name here. The first one is the football jersey. So this football jersey is actually based on my real life flag football jersey and our team called Nightmare. So those are our colors. That's my actual real nice. life number. Um, Rob also made a baseball jersey, which is represented of the time where he drafted me for our softball team. And that was actually when we met in real life. But um, my favorite trait overall, yeah, that, that's our Hornets jersey that Rob, Rob was the captain. He drafted me onto the team. And that's actually how we met in real life. So we use that <laughs> real life jersey. So we, oh. we like to personalize a lot of this. But um, my favorite overall is the, the dragon skin of the dual headed dragon. So this is something that Rob surprised me with. I didn't even know he was doing it. He shocked me with it. It was so cool. If you look at the skins at the bottom um, and then go to here, go all the way to the bottom and then you should see the two headed. This is my favorite. Oh, dope. <laughs> I love cool. it so much. It's like the Hydra. Um, every, every dragon that has two heads also has the two, the same eyes, the same um hats and so it, it's really it's a really cool um surprise that we gave to everybody we didn't tell them about it so when we launched um they had to find out on their own through fusions um and then rob if you wanted to maybe just give them the the little easter egg that we left in in the traits that we didn't tell anybody about until after they meant it oh, oh yeah sure i'm actually i'm surprised you didn't mention the bro shirt when, when uh when i saw them scrolling through i i saw the bro shirt in there i thought for sure you're gonna shout that out that's another like <laughs> just fun a fun random one um uh uh the oh yeah so there was just one uh one trade in particular that like when i was uh doing things or, or i mean there's you know little when when you're making any art you need to do kind of little things to uh you know spice things up every once in a while and uh uh when i was making the the fire skin uh assets uh because there's there's a skin type that we have that's you know fire um i was you know going through all the mouths and i got to the fire mouth and i was just like you know like it I liked the idea of like the spitting fire. I, I never really wanted it to be like a flamethrower for the like original model. Cause like it was always supposed to be just like spitting fire, but it didn't seem right on this body. And I was like, we need to bump this up. So if you see any fire dragons that, that has the right mouth trade spitting fire, it's like a, a, a 
big flamethrower coming out of its mouth as opposed to the the typical fire spitting trade on everything else which right. is our uh our traditional yes like, go to spitting. the mouth first so take off the if you can just uh for a sec take off the fire skin go to the um the mouth and put on fire spitter spitting fire um so look look where the, ah. the flame ends now if you look to the right yeah look at those next to each other so if you had the fire spitter the spitting fire and the fire skin it was an easter egg that made the fire breathing bigger interesting oh, that's awesome yeah it was definitely something that uh that you know i i think we got a really cool reception from and i instantly felt like you know in the future we're doing more more fun stuff and it's been cool uh just seeing kind of what's been going on since since we've done this in the nft space and there have been just a lot of just unique things done as far as stepping outside of the the you know the main collection within a collection just having those 10 one of ones or those 20 one of ones within a collection or just you know kind of things like we did with the 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 uh the fire spitting mouth that's just you know a little extra unique uh within within the uniqueness um so yeah that was just one thing nice Love that. So let's talk a little bit about community, right? Your guys' Discord has around 13,400 members right now. Uh, what do you guys do to keep, you know, such a large audience engaged, you know, on a daily basis? Well, it's definitely not the easiest thing. Um, it's something that we think about a lot. And um, well, one thing to, to understand is that 13,000 people in there doesn't mean 13,000 people that are actively engaged or checking, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, a lot of people joining that many servers might turn off all their notifications or they just might not check the discord or only be there for when there's a big announcement. So what, what we try to do is we try to cater to the people who um, are, are going to be in there and show support. And, and we do a lot of, you know, external pulling in, but one of the things that we focus on mostly is how do we keep the people who are already with us with us? And then, you know, additionally, how do we show the outside world that the people who are in our community love what we're already doing so that they want to feel a part of that and yeah. so it's it's difficult to do but it's something that we focus on um you know all the time that's really what we do we have two community managers that we hired uh, we have mods that are spectacular and it's just um a community that also helps give us ideas and suggestions on how to help keep them engaged and so we always take those suggestions and try to build off what people want give them what they want and then also surprise them with with fun things like shows and giveaways and guest speakers and all that so it's a process but it's uh it's 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 life it's it's fun and work at the same time and it's great to be able to work on things that i love doing and so uh that's my perspective at least of it yeah i mean i definitely like i agree with that i just want to definitely add uh because i mean the first thing that, that sticks out in my mind when when you ask that question is just how much help we have and that we wouldn't be able to do it without our community and without um like the you know i would say like the core the core community um and i i really you know i think uh the credit that that we we deserve there is kind of the the care and time that we really put into it when when we were first starting and first really getting off the ground and I mean, I, I've made some really amazing connections and people that I now consider, you know, really good friends, um, as well as people I respect highly as an artist, as, you know, whatever they are. Like, we have just so many talented people in our community. Um, so, like, again, that, that's that's just the first thing I think of. And it's just, it seems like it's kind of been, it's been working in the way that we, you know, we, again, we, we put that, that as much attention as we were able to when we had the time to do so into the community itself into the people that were there, whether it was regarding Dizzy Dragons or their own personal things that we can possibly help out with. Um, it, it was really just a 360 approach. And and now it's like seeing the, the people that, you know, I like we were able to make those connections with early on, stemming that out and making connections with the new people that are coming in. And that's, you know, it's something that keeps me up at night that like I, I can't keep up with things as much as I used to. And like I, I can't stress how much it helps me sleep at night knowing that we have the people that we have in there when I'm not or we're not and and are able to represent us in in the way that we really want to be and and that we're just all about you know like I, I I'm just a bleeding heart generally and I just you know stress love all, like you know always and supportive just like any kind of creative ventures like that's I mean that's where I come from so I can only try to really provide what I can and Ben, you know, through the Dizzy Alpha channel, like he does what he can. And like, we're, we just really try to, you know, just be there for our community in 
in different, you know, in not traditional ways, I guess. Um, in addition to trying to run a community in the traditional ways, uh, so it's it, it's certainly a lot. Um, but I I, I love them and I, I just can't thank them enough. Love that man. Uh, full body dizzy dragons. Can you guys tell us about this? <laughs> sure, Rob, go for it. To, to <laughs> tell them tell them how it happened, and then uh, and then uh, what we did to uh, to reward our holders. Yeah, uh, it was it was definitely like organic, and it was it was something that uh, I kind of always thought would be a, a fun thing to eventually to eventually do. Um, and uh, so yeah, I've had these the the full bodies drawn and kind of the idea of them from from when we made the website and, and I drew all that. Uh, so you know there were there was always stuff on there you could have like kind of seen what was what was coming. Um, but we were developing or you know <laughs> we're in development of our Twitter banner generator. And uh, we got to the point where, you know, I was ready to, you know, hand over the assets and we were like, oh, wait a second. Like we the wings are, are cut off on, you know, the the assets right now because they're, you know, for the, the PFP NFT and that's going to be an issue. So, like, I'm going to have to update at least the wings. And again, I, I kind of had this in my head of like doing eventually. And we had also talked about um, releasing high resolution images of the of the NFT just so people can have that. I've been doing it on the side. Anybody that's been reaching out, I've just been trying to, you know, do it manually, and we wanted to take care of that. Um, so we, I, I just thought it was a good opportunity just to do everything. Like we can just get these full bodies out for everybody. We can get the assets prepped for the Twitter banner generator, and we can make them high resolution so you can use them on whatever you want. So the end result are full body uh you know dragons of everything in alpha channel png files at 3840 3800 something yeah i'm i'm, I'm right now but high resolution um and then another little fun thing that uh i uh had a lot of fun with um cuz we were showing some legs and uh just thought it was a cool opportunity to build on each um each outfit and each property a little bit and add some you know any ones that were kind of calling out for a lower half some pants or anything that that can spice it up a little <laughs> bit i uh, i threw on there um and there were some like i didn't go like you can see you just pulled some up like there, there's not on all of them um and this is definitely something that is liquid and i'm open to you know like updating some things and you know maybe switching some things at certain times and you can just download like you know a different i don't know we can there's, there's so much we can play with uh one thing in particular i did uh was i um i drew up there was like a kind of inside joke in our discord of do dizzy dragons wear crocs and I thought it would be really funny if when we released the full bodies that I also drew up little pixel crocs and released that as an additional alpha, you know, channel PNG file. And we just gave that to people and they had a great time slapping some crocs on their dizzies as well. Uh, so it's just been a lot of fun seeing people, you know, just kind of geeking out as much as I did about uh, about their full bodies. That's awesome. Uh, you know, uh, a great way to reward dragon holders out there. Um, you know, Ben, you already mentioned, you know, uh, uh, over-delivering, right? Under-promising, over-delivering. But you guys, I mean, Roadmap 1.0, we had the Fusion, we saw the full-body dragons, and you guys have already put out now Roadmap 2.0. So can you share a little bit what exactly Roadmap 2.0 is all about and why this is so exciting for dragon holders? Yeah, sure. So um, just to just to be clear, so we're finishing up Roadmap 1.0 with the Twitter banner generator. So that's the last thing that we're, we have as a deliverable for Roadmap 1.0. So um, as we finish that out, we're going to release the full Roadmap 2.0, which we, we haven't released yet. We've released the first step of that, which is going to be a, a new collection called the Dizzy Demons. And so if you look, yeah, that picture right there. So that is the Manifesto of Dumos, who is a dizzy, uh, dizzy dragon that you know kind of turned evil and now is using the the powers of the fusion against the dizzy dragons to, to kind of sum it up a little bit. But that's a the manifesto of Dumos. So read that, get in, get in, get familiar with that. And then the collection that's coming out to kind of support that lore is the dizzy demons, which we'll be releasing um, later this month. We'll be doing some like free claims for fusion and pre-sale for dragon holders as, as mint passes but then we're going to be doing the delayed reveal to essentially reveal these demons on halloween 
So um, we're, we're really excited about this. Again, if you own a fusion dragon, then you'll get to claim a Dizzy Demon for free for each one of the fused dragons that you own. And then if you own a Dizzy Dragon OG that's unfused, then you can um, use it as a mint pass in order to buy one of the Dizzy Demons in the pre-sale at 50% off. And so that's the first step of our Roadmap 2.0, which we have other things in line for that. We just haven't done the full announcements yet because we're kind of slowly putting it out a little bit at once. But um, kind of getting the vibe that pe people are impatient and want the full thing and, and feel them chomping at the bit. So we have to balance... Um, giving away too much information while also having stuff in our back pocket to be able to um, put out later. And we're always looking to provide more and more value for people. Um, and, and we do have some alpha that we're going to leak here in a little bit about Roadmap 2.0. But uh, I want to definitely let Rob get his, his thoughts in on it first. Man, you covered so much. That was great. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the only thing I'd, I'd add with Dizzy Demons, that was kind of, you know, again, from a creative angle, like exciting uh, that... I don't think I've seen, you know, done in the space, if not done too much, um, was like, obviously with any, any world you're building, any characters you have, if there are going to be stories, there needs to be some kind of antagonist, some sort of villain for, or, you know, some kind of forces of evil, especially if this is like a fantasy. Um, and, uh, that was something that the, the community was always uh, kind of talking about and like, you know, who, who are they going to be like, there was a lot of talks of like knights. I think that was kind of the the big one that like dizzy knights were going to be kind of the, the future collection that would be the ones that the dizzy dragons would fight. Um, and again, there, there, there was just so many just cool ideas that I've kind of seen, and I, I just knew that they needed this needed to happen. And doing it through a collection like this just seemed, you know, it seemed new and fun. And, and as far as like building a world through NFTs, it just seemed like a really cool way to kind of put out a sequel to the original collection and in the way that it's it's a companion but it's not a buddy it's not somebody that you know that the dizzy dragons are hanging out with it's part of the lore but it's the adversary you know and it, and it or an adversary of of sorts um so i was just really excited to kind of you know expand expand the world in this nft sort of way that obviously would not be possible without this uh this world that we're in awesome so rob uh is there artwork out there for demons and when can we expect uh, more uh, art leaks here? We can definitely expect some sooner than later. We, we haven't released anything yet because we're, uh, we're actually working with a little bit of a team right now uh, that we um, just because we've got a lot going on and I really didn't want to uh, take on kind of too much that, that we can handle. So I, I brought in uh, or, you know, we brought in some, some really awesome help. Uh, we don't want to, announce who uh who exactly we're working with but we have i mean yeah it, it's really cool the, the kind of team that we gathered for this and uh and we're gonna have some really awesome art in in multiple kind of forms to tease out um but yeah it, it'll be coming out sooner than later there's actually there's something prior to demons that that we're gonna visually release as well um which is gonna act as as the sort of placeholder um for the delayed reveal uh, and we're just, again, to kind of have a little bit more fun than, you know, doing a kind of placeholder image, uh, we're going to play with the idea of the soul fragment and, uh, and that will be your placeholder. It's going to, you know, it'll be this, this a soul fragment. Uh, and I, again, don't want to tease out too much of what it will look like and all that, but, uh, that'll be a visual that you'll, uh, that people will see likely before demons. Awesome. Love that. So Ben, I see you have a board ape hoodie in the background there. A lot of projects they launch uh, merch. Do you guys have any plans to launch merch anytime in the future? Yeah, I do. I do have plans to launch merch, and um, that's actually the 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 leak that we were going to put out the alpha. Oh, so for um, roadmap 2.0, um, one of the things that we're definitely doing is we're, we're going to be put out Dizzy Dragon merch. So we haven't announced that yet anywhere. That's brand new here. Um, but we're definitely confirming it with everybody that a part of Roadmap 2.0, in addition to the Dizzy Demons, is going to be merchandise that we're putting out for the community. We already have some things um, lined up. We definitely have some um, final decisions to make and stuff like that. But yeah, definitely merchandise is going to be coming out. That's already a part of it. So we're really excited about that. And then um, the, the next thing that I just wanted to, to comment on when you asked about, like, wh what are you going to see next? So we put out the Manifesto of Dumos, which is this letter 
um, from um, a, a, a Dizzy Dragon that used to work in the Dizzy Den and then got kicked out. And so what ended up happening is Dumos was collecting these these uh, bits of soul fragments and and essentially like fusion energy that is going to be used to create this legion of Dizzy Demons that are going to be the Dizzy Dragon's, you know, um, uh, ethereal adversaries per se. But so um, in, in the letter that we just put out for as the manifesto, uh, Dumos is calling out Professor Red Wing, who uh, Dumos studied under and is, you know, the lab scientist at, at the Dizzy Den. And so we have this whole Dizzy universe that we've created. And when you look at our landing page, you see the Dizzy Den. So the Dizzy Den is essentially like a secret society of these Dizzy dragons that steal clothes from humans and try them on and hang out together in all these different rooms. So once you enter the Dizzy Den, you'll see there's the library, there's the laboratory, there's the sports complex and the ruins where fusion occurs and, and the, the gold room where the, the minting happened. And so we have this whole world in this Dizzy Den. And so in the laboratory um, or throughout the Dizzy Den, at least, um, Dumos was acting up and got kicked out. And now we have this almost rivalry of demons versus dragons, but there's also a meta rivalry of Professor Red Wing versus Dumos. So Professor Red Wing is going to be putting out um, the, I guess, retaliatory statement against Dumos soon. And that'll be the, the next iteration that we put out. But we're not going to put out any information um, beforehand about what it is. But that's, that's going to be the next uh, kind of teaser into the lore. Love that. Um, question for you both. So you've been around, you know, the project launched early August. Um, we saw a peak in August uh, with NFTs in general. Where do you guys see NFTs headed, you know, in the next couple of months here, now that we've been in here for a couple of weeks now? Uh, I'll go first because I feel like Ben's answer will probably be longer and a little bit with more research than mine. Uh, I, I, you know, I feel like my focus mainly since being in the space has been as an artist, though I, I, I do a little collecting as well. And uh, you know, looking into other projects as far as research goes for this. Um, as far as the next couple of months, I feel like it, it, it seems like things are starting to like pick up a little bit. Um, I've been getting reached out to, I feel like that's kind of how I've been gauging, like how the NFT, like, you know, waves are happening throughout the year since I've been in it. It's just like how many of my friends or family are reaching out asking like how to get into it. Um, so I, it seems like things are, you know, on a short term, it, it seems like things might be heating up a little bit. Uh, on a long term, I, I'm, I'm pretty bullish as far as just like what this, this space stands for and what, uh, you know, what it does for artists and, and beyond that, I mean, for, you know, gaming, for just, uh, yeah, just everything, just keeping, uh, you know, that, that track of, you know, of everything in this, this uh, blockchain way. I'm going to like butcher things if I start trying to talk tech, but again, I'm, I'm definitely bullish on just the idea of it. Um, and also, I mean, as far as like coming just to speak to what I can speak of, uh, I come from a filmmaking background um, and it's it's always been very tough to, you know, raise funds to make any kind of movie, especially as an independent filmmaker or, you know, do any any kind of project and, you know, do anything um, and seeing what, what's been happening in the space as far as like being able to kind of pitch an idea or just show a solid proof of concept along with a backlog of like, you know, I, I don't have to go out and make an entire movie right now, but like I've been working for the last 10 years. I have this awesome idea. Can I find people that are going to help me make that happen? And I found that in spades in this NFT space. And that like I think there's so much power in that and just finding a community and building a community. And and, you know, yeah, I, I just think there's so much so much potential in it in the long run. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So, um, Rob, great answer. I appreciate that. And, and Rob comes from such a creative background again, you know, you know, music videos, movies, animations. So, in, you know, in his skill in spades and that's why, you know, I wanted to reach out and bring him into this industry. And he has such a unique perspective of this because I've never been much of an artist or even a collector before this. So having his perspective of how the artist feels about payment, about contract, about um, term of work and expectation, stuff that I just didn't know intuitively, being able to have someone next to me, helping me understand that aspect, um, you know, re really was very helpful and welcoming. And so I've, I've tried to take what I've learned and also give back to the community and, you know, NFT 101 talks and DMs and everything I can to help people. Um, eventually, it, it's hard to scale that. But, you know, what I see coming next is a lot of people joining this industry 
that don't really know what they're joining for. And so they see a lot of these pictures and a lot, a lot of people making money on these. But for me, for instance, I joined because of the technology, because of the decentralization and because of what it offers creators, producers and builders um, in the short and long term. And so what I see is a lot of people misunderstanding why the OGs are here and how we were able to make money and why I still own four board apes. You know, it's because of like the conviction that I have in the technology and the community. And it's not just about the profile picture. It's about what you're really buying into. So right now, what we see is a lot of people talking about um, DeFi and tokenomics and um, you know, giving out coins or yield or income to people holding their tokens. And there's a lot of um, there's a, a lot of legal or, or litigatory um, um, pitfalls that you might be able to fall through there. So there's going to be a lot of issues that I see projects running into. A lot, a lot of them over time will either just dump and, and not fulfill their obligations or potentially be regulated by the SEC once they start to sink their claws into this industry. So I think that people need to be really careful about getting into pro uh, projects that have tokenomics just because you, you as a consumer could actually be held um, legally liable in some cases if uh, the, the general partnership actually gets sued. So I think that people need to be careful with that. Um, but some of the things that I think are underrepresented in the NFT industry for sure is music, music with art, and then movies, uh, film. So I think that there's going to be a big, big, big push towards music and film um, in the coming six months or year or so, um, especially because it takes a long time to make those type of projects, as Rob can explain better than I can. But it's a lot easier to create you know, a, a profile picture and a, a random generator if you don't want to put in the time to build out a full website and stuff. You could really just have people mint through a contract. So it's pretty easy to put up and spin up a, a profile picture type of project. But what what people take the longevity, um, what they underestimate in the longevity of projects that are building games, that are building movies, that are making albums, that stuff takes a lot longer. So we're going to see that stuff start to pop off. There's going to be a lot of different approaches towards the IP of this different type of um, medium that we're going to be seeing. And also, there's a lot of people who still are yet to enter this industry that are very, very talented. So we, we've seen some some um, you know animations pop up here and there from different projects, but we haven't seen the people who made Spider-Man or created Avatar come in and make their own um, film or movie project completely based off NFTs. Um, Stoner Cats made some little animations, but um, I think that people need to be careful of the, the tokenomics aspect and they need to really be prepared to um, have a focus on music and film when that starts to really pick up in the industry. Yeah, well said, man. Uh, what are some of your guys' favorite NFT projects besides uh, the Dragons right now? Rob? Uh, I'd say kind of the the ones that have always stuck out to me. Uh, Board Ape was one of my first uh, investments in the space. And I, I was just kind of in love with what they were representing as far as the, you know, giving out the, the uh, you know, the ownership of, of the ape to use as you will. Um, I just found that super empowering and very forward thinking. Um, and I, I still, to this day, kind of look at them as a, as, a, as a solid standard of kind of what they're doing as a kind of leader in the space. Um, and then another one, I don't mean to like shout out these like front runners. These are kind of just like when I entered the space and kind of what really seeded my inspirations. Um, cool Cats, I, I, I've just been just blown away with. Um, I was super upset. I missed, I missed that mint um, because like once I saw them, I got it and I was... Uh, I, I come from, you know, again, this filmmaking background and just this creative space where I understand the the power of intellectual property and and what that alone is capable of. And on the surface, I, I just saw that in Cool Cats and Spades. I thought that model was just incredible. That artist is, is incredibly talented. And uh, and again, I just I, I really think that there's a lot of potential uh, in that IP. So I, I also kind of look at them uh, a lot and, and definitely look up to them as well. Awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely would have to give the, the board apes just my my crown achievement, you know, blue chip, because that's that's what really, you know, put my name out there. That's what got me into this industry in a, such a high level. And I still have them. Um, so that's that's kind of an easy answer for me. Um, I would definitely say that I like uh, Gutter Cat Gang. I'm real cool with the founders. I like what they're doing there. Um, they're one of the first to do a bunch of different species in, in their community. And they started out with 3000 cats. And then they've put out rats and dogs and pigeons. They had a, a gutter con in Las Vegas. So they put out, you know, the first real big in real life event 
that, um, you know, Bored Apes have, has Ape Fest coming up, but this was already done. This was big and this was in Vegas. And um, I like projects that are doing new things and getting out ahead of the curve. And so I would say that, like, I, I really like Gutter Cat as, as a long-term project. The founders are awesome. The community's great. Um, you know, I hung out with a bunch of them in, in uh, New York City at the 4040 Club for Des Bryant's launch of Personal Corner and just really got to know them. So I'd say, like, I think that's one of the projects that um, doesn't get the best rep because, I mean, they went gutter for a reason, right? So it's a lot different to market that um, compared to like a Cool Cats, which is more family friendly. So I would say like I, I like to I like to give shout outs to like the, the, the kind of niche projects that I'm involved in because uh, I feel like they don't necessarily get the same love that a more um, mass audience type of brand would. Awesome. Well, you know, thank you guys so much for sharing, you know, thoughts on Dizzy Dragons, that Roadmap 2.0, and also, you know, overall thoughts on the NFT space. Before we let you go, we do have, uh, I mean, there was a ton of questions in the chat. We don't have time to get to all of them, unfortunately, but I, I wanted to highlight uh, a couple here. So we did get one from Chet. Uh, it was aimed at Ben. Um, we've talked about some projects recently. I know uh, the Doge Pound V Friends have done where they allow their holders early access to some other projects. Um, any uh, comment here on maybe if Dizzy Dragons would do a launch pad aspect um, going forward, or is that something out of the, the realm here? No, that's actually a, a great, not just a great idea, but something that the Dizzy Den actually benefited from with. Um, so the Monster Buds released a, uh, a puff puff pass mint pass that gave us free access to claim not fungible bones and also gave us pre-sale into the monster buds itself so they set a great example um there's a there's other projects doing things like that and i definitely want to be more proactive in speaking with other projects about providing that kind of value to dizzy dragons holders and there's a lot of projects that reach out to me for for marketing help whether it's just advice or giveaways or to bring me onto their team to, you know, I, I run a company called moving forward management where I do NFT consulting. So there's a lot of projects that are, that reach out and are, are, I speak with all the time and founders of great people in this industry. So I would say that people who want to use Dizzy Dragons as a launch pad to give free mints to, um, upon the, the creation of their collections, I'm entirely open to it and not just open to it. I'll be proactively pursuing that. Um, because I think that's a great way to give holders, um, of my project value, uh, especially long-term and help support other projects from people that um, I'm friendly with in the industry. So I think it's a win-win for everybody. And that's something I'm definitely not just considering, but I'm going to be looking to put um, some of my time and energy into. Love it. Well, another question here from the chat. We have a question from DJ Drizzy, who's, uh, who's asking, who has nicer hair, Rob or Morph? I'm gonna say more flow all day. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've seen, I've seen that hair, and also, I, I mean, I can't. This is, this is just laziness. This Rob, is Rob, you, you could wake up and not do anything to your hair, and it'll still be luxurious. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, wait till I bleach it, then we'll see how you feel. I love it, man. You got to do it to match a uh, match one of the dragons. Yes, <laughs> yes, we got to make that happen. Well, I'll get the, I'll get the rocker hair, you know. Nice. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, again, we're we're running out of time here. We'd love to chat all day, but we'll have to bring you guys back on Roadmap 2.0 and maybe to take a look at that uh, Dizzy Demon artwork and that drop when it happens. So this yes. has been fun. Uh, again, for our viewers out there joining us, we have Rob and Ben from Dizzy Dragons. If you're not familiar with that project at all, look it up. They've already delivered. They got more coming. So a great project, great community. So Shout out, Rob. Shout out, Ben. Shout out the dragons in the chat. Thank you guys for taking time to join us on the show today. Hey, shout out you guys. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I was excited, but I mean, this was, yeah, it was smooth and amazing. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, thanks Thank for you having guys. us, guys. Thanks Truly coming, appreciate guys. it. Love the platform. You guys are awesome. The community loves you. We support you and we appreciate your support as well. Awesome. Thank you. That, that means Thank so guys. much, guys. Awesome. Well, you guys heard it here, you know, another exclusive interview here on the roadmap, right? And uh, Maz, we even got some alpha there, right? They're talking about merch for the first time ever right here on the roadmap. Yeah, you heard it here first. So I'm excited to see what it looks like. Uh, yeah, man, overall, a great team. 
They were awesome. You know, very smooth, very easy conversation, which is always, you know, great to have guests like that. Um, so I'm excited to see where this project goes and shout out to the community watching, you know, you guys are a very strong community. So thank you guys for tuning in. And if you're still watching, leave a thumbs up, you know, we appreciate the likes so we can show Benzinga, you know, we want more NFT content to be uh, produced here. So definitely smash that like and subscribe if you are not already. Maz, it's three o'clock, but I think maybe we could run a couple minutes over today. What do you think? Uh, should we uh, jump into some Halloween NFTs? Uh, to maybe get ready for that season. Absolutely. Yeah. So Halloween's approaching us and there is a bunch of Halloween, you know, emphasized projects out there. So let's, let's talk about them. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I want to go back just in, you know, to, to highlight that Dizzy Dragons, they're going to be releasing Dizzy Demons, right? So if you own a Fused Dragon, you will get to mint a Dizzy Demon and that will be revealed on Halloween. If you own an OG Dragon, that is not fused, you'll get a mint pass for 50% off. So definitely got to highlight that first on the Halloween list of NFTs to watch. What, what's next, Maz? So first we have Bones. So not fungible Bones. Um, very cool project. You know, they launched about two weeks ago. Yeah, if you look at their stuff here, uh, I'm a fan of this work. You know, it's pretty cool. They're very engaging. You know, I, sometimes I find myself watching them over and over. Um, you know, Halloween theme with the skull and the skeleton. Uh, the animations are pretty creative. There's some really, really fun ones if you just scroll down. Uh, so, yeah, this is my first one here for the Halloween list. Love it. Love that animation. Great Halloween project. Uh, Maz, we got Spicy Pumpkins up next. So Spicy Pumpkins have not revealed yet. Um, and that floor is 0.17. And this is one where I, I feel like this is going to be a hot Halloween one. I just feel like, you know, pumpkins... Halloween and October mint and reveal. I just feel like all the stars align. What do you think? Exactly. Are they revealing on Halloween as well? I can't remember the reveal date. I was thinking it was before Halloween. Someone in the chat, uh, you know, if you Those know, cool. otherwise, if we find it. But yeah, I, I was thinking it was before that. Yeah, that would make sense. That's a pretty cool one, actually. That's that awesome. is a cool one. Um, so next on the list, we have Spookies. Uh, Spookies have been around for quite some time. I remember I seen them, you know, for a while. Uh, you know, they, they fit that Halloween theme. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a nice, you know, run up. Yeah, look at them. They're nice, cute little ghosts here. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, they fit right into the Halloween theme that we're talking about here. Yeah, I like that that price, right? I mean, I think these were a cheaper mint to begin with. I saw a floor of 0 0.02 last week. We're at 0 0.03 now. You know, you got ghosts, right? There's even some gold ghosts. There's some that are holding bats. So I think, you know, it fits that Halloween theme well. Um, I think this is one, Maz, that uh, could definitely gain some traction this month. And then we talked about recently the Doge Pound, right? So Doge Pound, who was on our show they are releasing Halloween Doge. Look at him right there, Pennywise the Doge. Uh, so if you own a Doge Pound and a Doge Pound puppy, you will be able to get a Hallow Halloween Doge. So that's going to be a smaller number of people, right? Because you have to own both of them. But I love this artwork and I love that community mass. So I think this could be one to watch for Halloween. Absolutely. Uh, next on the list, we have Dead Fellas. So Dead Fellas just overall, they just fit the theme as a whole um, for Halloween, right? Since they launched, you know, if you look at them here, they fit that vibe, the aesthetic, you know, very Halloween-esque. Um, they're really cool. I'm a big fan of the work here. Uh, yeah, the Frankenstein looking one there. You got blood on the mouth, you know. So what do you think of these, Chris? Yeah, I mean, you got a floor price right around one right now. So I feel like Dead Fellas is one where like, I could see a lot of people making this their PFP for, you know, the week of Halloween, right? Because you're not only showing off Halloween artwork, you're showing off something that's got, you know, a little bit more value than some of these other smaller Halloween projects. So uh, I think Deadfellas could could get some momentum soon. Up next, we've Absolutely. got uh, SVS, Sneaky Vampire Syndicate. This is one we talked about on the show when they were getting ready to mint. This is yes, done by one of the artists from Board Ape Yacht Club, right? So this one had a lot of momentum when it was launched. Look at that bat right there, too. <laughs> they already have bats out. Uh, to me, it reminds me of um, Hotel Transylvania, uh, Adam Sandler's character, right? Which my kids yeah. love those movies. So I, I love the artwork. Um, you already have a floor over one. But again, a nice looking Halloween project here. 
Exactly. And keeping that same vampire theme, we have OX Vampire Project. Um, so we'll pull them up right here. It's a different look than these here. You know, this, this one has more of a, I would say, yeah, more of a side profile, almost Oni-esque, but like vampire uh, look to them. So these are pretty cool as well. What's the floor looking like right now? I didn't see. Was it 0.2? Is that what I saw? Let's see here. So yeah, we have a 0.12 oh, floor. Oh, yeah. That could yeah. be interesting play this month for sure. Yeah, I could definitely see these becoming some profile pictures like the last week of October uh, for sure. All right. And then we have an older, uh, smaller project, Maz, Monster Rehab. This is one that I actually uh, own a Monster Rehab um, from a long time ago, right? And these are, oh. you know, you got some Halloween themed ones. Um, you got, I think there's like a zombie. There's, you know, the Invisible Man. Um, and just some different ones. And they're actually going to be releasing uh, 2.0. So I think if you own a Monster Rehab, you're going to be able to mint a new Halloween one. Um, so again, looking for Catalyst. Yeah. So uh, yeah, 2.0 happening, holders this month. So uh, I mean, a floor price of 0.02, you know, not financial advice, but uh, one maybe keep on watch for Halloween. Exactly. And then we have Clever Girl. So Clever Girl, um, I've heard I've heard that name a bunch of times. I actually don't know too much about them, but let's look at their work here. Yep. So Clever Girl was the raptor, um, the dinosaurs, and they're doing a Halloween mint as well. Um, oh, no way. Yeah, so... So they're getting an extra. So if you own a clever girl, yep. you get a Halloween. If you own God. one, you get a Halloween one. And what is it? October sixteenth. Is that what that's? Oh, Penny Pennywise. See, Pennywise is a popular uh, theme mm -hmm. here for Halloween. Oh, I like that. Holding the that Halloween cool, bucket. Yeah. Oh, we had we had Jason from Friday the Thirteenth. We got oh <laughs> we got we got Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, I'm like Chucky. These. Chucky. Chucky. Yeah. yeah. Man, <laughs> I like these. That's cool. And that, penny, see that Pennywise one, I think, looks sweet, too. So, yeah. All right. And then last on our list, we have uh, Ethereal's Minting Today. Um, if we can pull that one up. I know I've heard of this one. Uh, I think that one is later tonight minting. Uh, someone in the chat uh, let me know for sure. But um, these are ghost, if I remember right. So it is, yep. Yeah. It is ghost artwork. Um, so, again, I mean, you talk Halloween, what comes to mind, right? A ghost, uh, 0 0.0678. Uh, yeah, I mean, what better time to mint, right, than October for a Halloween-themed project? So, yeah, look at that artwork. I kind of like this. The colors clashing. Uh, th this is one to watch, too. Exactly. And, yeah, so this will be interesting to see the whole Halloween-themed. And I feel like a lot of projects are actually doing that now that I think about it. Um, one that we forgot to talk about, Cool Cats. They sent out, like, a little uh, Halloween, you know, candy treat. Um so yeah, a lot of it's good to see these projects, you know, bringing the holidays and stuff into the mix here. So that's awesome. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, those were our Halloween NFTs that we're watching, right? Again, not financial advice. These are ones though to watch, right? We we see trends in the NFT space. We see runs happen. And I, I think, you know, given that NFTs were not a hot item back last year in October, this is the first Halloween where NFTs will be a, a hot item. So uh, just keep that in mind. That's what the show is about. Education to throw out some projects to watch. So that's what we've got. Uh, I see a couple more being mentioned in the chat. I don't know if I know these projects. Per Evil. Uh, Sad Girls coming out with something amazing. There's Per Evil. Oh, that, that does oh, look yeah. quite, quite evil looking. <laughs> quite evil, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I guess they mean it when they say evil. Oh, man. Are, are these already out, I wonder? Uh, Tom, yeah. in the chat. Okay, so it looks like these are out per evil, huh? Don't show these to your kids, Chris. No, yeah, I don't think my kids <laughs> need, need this one. And then we got uh, Sad Girls. Sad Girls are coming out with something amazing. I, I didn't know Sad Girls had a Halloween uh, project. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, Mutant Cats being called out in the chat as well. Um, so that's another one that recently happened. There's Sad Girls. Uh, yeah, shout out to the chat. I mean, always coming through, right? There, there's hundreds and hundreds of NFT projects. Maz and I can't keep track of all of them. So that's what we're about here on the show, the community. We even got yes. Ben still hanging out in the chat, letting us know. So the new collection is still minting of per, uh, of per evil. Um, so again, one to watch this month, but 
Maz, I mean, we've got a big October, right? We've got lots of exciting interviews coming up on the show. I don't want to give too much away. Um, but yeah, so we'll definitely be following that Halloween trend, though, throughout these episodes. But again, if you have not liked the video, please smash that like. Let everyone know that Benzinga has NFT coverage now. And uh, feel free to subscribe to Benzinga and let them know you want more NFT show. Oh, yeah. And Ben calling out an obvious yeah. one here, Maz, right? How did, how did we forget mutant apes, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I feel like, yeah, that's a perfect example. The mutant apes should make a... I should make that my profile pick again, actually. Now that I think you should. About it. That should definitely be PFP for October. Yeah, these, are per- so. these are perfect for Halloween. Yep. 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 Awesome. Well, guys, we had fun. We had a blast, right? We we talked about some big projects. Don't forget Mechaverse, the lottery today, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We all get to find out if we were successful or not. 2545 is minting later tonight for public. That's one that we talked about at the start of the show. You got yeah. Crypto Dads, October 15th snapshot. And then, of course, Dizzy Dragons. We did the interview with Rob and Ben, a great community. You got a floor price of 0.2, and they have Roadmap 2.0 coming up. So exciting times ahead. Uh, Maz, anything else to add today? No, I'm excited to see the Mechaverse uh, reveal today and see what happens. And then, yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday, and we will have a lot of things to talk about because four days away from the NFT world is like an eternity here. So... It is. Well, well, thanks. And Maz, best of luck to you with Mechaverse. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping that all my friends are successful with this, but, uh, you know, I just hope at least someone I know gets in on this. Same. I just want to see someone I know get into it as well. I just want to exactly. see. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, take care, and we will be back next Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for watching.